0: You can be certain it's him because he's going to make sure you know it's him. Amen. I've had God speak to me, and there are times I know exactly who that is. Ah, oh, stank. Here he is again. <laughs> he's going to tell me to do something I'd really rather not do. But, you know, if that's what he wants, that's what I'm going to do because he spoke to me. He impressed my heart. How many have ever had God impress something on your heart? Come on, raise your hand. We're Baptist Church. We vote. All right, it's certain. Now, listen, listen to me, listen to me. It never contradicts what the Word of God says. The Spirit of God never tells you to do something that's contradictory to the Word of God. Every once in a while, I'll, (laughs) I'll have one of those counseling sessions. That's not my favorite thing. I'll be real honest with you. I'm not a great counselor. My wife's a far better counselor than what I am. My problem is, because I'm the preacher, people expect me to be able to do it. So I go do the best I can. But every once in a while, I'll have a counseling session and somebody will say something to me, I go. (laughs) I'll go, whoa. And I told my wife, I said, one of the best moves when somebody tells you something that you kind of go, don't do that. Just kind of act like you're not shocked. Or, "Ah!" (laughs) I tried not to laugh a few times. (laughs) How'd that work for you? (laughs) Now you see why God didn't give me that gift. Every once in a while, as a pastor, somebody will tell me, I had a guy one time tell me, he said, with a straight face. Well, I'm divorcing my wife. I'm tired of her. I found somebody new. And you know, Pastor, God would want me to be happy. (laughs) (laughs) Serious? And what Bible verse do you have for that? God wants us to be happy. Show me that one in the Bible. By the way, you won't find it. God wants us to be holy. Happy may be in there somewhere, but he doesn't work on happy. He works on holy. And sometimes he may be using your wife to make you holy, And vice versa. Amen. Yes or no? Yes. So the Spirit of God speaks to us. God speaks. How does he speak? Through his word. How does he speak? Through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, notice, notice what God tells him. He says, I want you to go. Now, go back, if you will. First Kings 17. Look what it says. Elijah the Tishbite, who was the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, the Lord that liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew or rain for three years, but according to my word. What does he want Elijah to do? He wants him to transmit a message to this wicked king. It's not going to rain. I don't have time to turn, but you pay attention to me just for a second. Deuteronomy 28 is an incredible passage because he talks about certain things that you do if if you obey and certain things you do if you don't obey. And he says, if you don't obey, one of the things I will use against you is I will bring drought in your land. I will make sure that it never rains in your land to punish you. So drought in the scriptures is a consequence of disobedience. Now, if you were here the first time we talked about Elijah, one of the things you got to learn about, we've got a string of terrible kings that started off with a guy named Jeroboam. Jeroboam introduces into Israel Baal worshiping and idol worshiping and groves and, and all kinds of idolatry into the land and every king gets progressively worse until there's this guy named Ahab that comes along and he marries a woman named Jezebel and Jezebel is a Zidonian and Jezebel introduces into Israel Baal worshiping. By the way, you can't believe how horrible that was. It was idolatrous. It was immoral. They had priests and priestesses that worked in the temples, and they would go out and sell their bodies. And the way you worship their god, Baal, was to have sacks illicitly with these prostitutes. By the way, Baal was the harvest god. Baal was the rain god. Baal was the fertility god. And they believed that if you worship Baal, that... It would make it rain. And so when Elijah comes in and says, it's not gonna rain for the next three years or until I say so, that was huge. Now I got to quit, but I want to show you one more verse. Will you let me show you one more verse? Hey, I know, some of them say, shut up. <laughs> There's a few of them say, eh, I don't know. Look at James. Now, i gotta, I got to stop over here. Now, let me show you something. Because so, there's some of you, I want to help us this morning. I really want to help us. I want you to see this. Look at James chapter 5. Now, turn over there and look. Will you do it? Please, 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 please. Because this will help us. This will help us. Let me show it to you. James chapter 5. Now, how many of you... Uh, let me look at your eyeballs just for a second. I know you got to find James. Once you find it, then look up here, just for a second. How many of you think that sometimes these Old Testament prophets are just way out of our league? Come on, would you agree with that? I could never be like that. I could never do what he does. Yes or no. You ever feel that way? Yes. Now, when you think about Elijah, don't forget he was a nobody from Nowheresville. By the way, that kind of sounds like Phil Martin. Jesus, I know, Paul, I know, but who's Phil? You ever been there? Look at at, at 517. Now, look over there, 517, James 517. You got it? Elias, that's Elijah. You got your King James Bible, that's Elijah, okay? Was a man subject to like passions as we are. Hey, I like that. That means every once in a while, Elijah got discouraged. You ever been there? Every once in a while, Elijah felt overwhelmed. You ever been there? Every once in a while, uh-oh, look out. Elijah lost his temper. He was a man under like passions such as we are. Can I give you the Phil Martin Amplified? Elijah put his breeches on one leg at a time, just like you and me. That's what it says. Now, look what it says. It goes on. But he prayed earnestly that it might not rain and it rained not on the earth for the space of three hours, three years and six months. And notice, and he prayed again and the heavens gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit. Now I want you to underline a phrase in your Bible. Do you see that phrase there where it says prayed earnestly? You see that in your Bible? Will you underline that? Can I give you what that literally could be translated. Now, do you know the Bible is not translated literally? Do y'all know that? They translated to make good English. But sometimes they, I think they over-translated. Literally, this is the way it would read. Okay, I'm gonna read it literally. It says, Elijah was a man that put his bridges on one leg at a time, just like we do, and he prayed. And he prayed and he prayed. And it didn't rain for three and a half years. And then he prayed and it rained. Can I help you with something? You know what that verse is teaching me? Prayer is something you do with perseverance. Perseverance. How many of you ever prayed about something one time? And you got discouraged and you quit? Yes or no? You ever prayed about something twice? How about three times? How about prayed and prayed and prayed? And prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed some more. You know the way we read the story of Elijah? He gets up there he says, "Lord, don't let it pray. don't let it rain." And we somehow think it just stopped raining. You know what I think? Elijah's going to go over to this place called Cherith. And he's still praying. 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 praying. You know what I think the problem with the average Baptist is? It's that story in Luke 18 where the Bible says, there was an old widow woman that came to this judge who was crooked, and she says, avenge me of my adversary. And he says, don't bother me, old woman. And the Bible says she comes back, and when he gets down to pay the bill in the restaurant, she's standing there, and she says, avenge me of my adversary. And he said, I told you to leave me alone. He says, I got to use the men's room. And so she starts walking to the men's room. She puts his arm around him. Avenge me of my adversary. Avenge me of my. He said, you're not allowed in here. Okay, I'll wait here. When he comes out, there she stands. Avenge me of my adversary. Avenge me of my adversary. Avenge me of my adversary. That's her favorite word. I've been ripped off and I need somebody to help me. And here's what he says. Finally, he says, I am so sick of listening to you that I will take care of this. I promise you I'll take care of And then Jesus turns the story and he says, and that's exactly what God does when his children pray with importunity. You keep bombarding the throne of grace and you keep praying and praying and praying and praying. And, praying. and I promise you this, God will get so tired of you praying about it, he'll answer you. You know what the problem is with most of us? We quit. We quit. Now, here's my question, and with this, I'm done. What is it that you quit praying about that you don't think God was hearing you? I hope you caught this story. I'm not going to try it. But if I went home this afternoon and said, Lord, don't let it rain today and tomorrow and the next day, and kept praying and praying and praying, you'd be impressed if I did it for a week, wouldn't you? In Middle Tennessee, would you be impressed if I stopped the rain for a week? How about three and a half years? Listen to me. God listens to the prayer of his people. What have you quit praying about? You got a lost loved one that needs to be saved? Oh, I used to pray for him, but I quit. You know, every once in a while, the Lord does things to me that reminds me of who he is and <laughs> who I'm not. Last few weeks, I've been praying about new tires on my car. I said, Lord, I, I'm getting pretty wore out on these tires. I even told him, I said, Lord, here's where I've been driving. About 90% of that mileage is yours. <laughs> them tires are they're wore out because I made hospital calls, made visits on members, made visits on all kinds of folks, Lord. And them tires, I'm a, and the other day I was driving down the road and it was raining outside and my car started going, I said, Lord, your tires are hydroplaning. <laughs> Stay with me. I said, Lord, I need a new pair of tires. I need, I need at least two, Lord. It would really be good if I had four. And I had somebody send me far more than enough to buy four brand new tires for my car and I prayed about it for two weeks, Amen. two weeks. Amen. Lord, every once in a while, I just says, you know what, Phil, I'll answer your prayer just to show you, I still live. Amen. He does, Amen. let's pray. Heavenly Father, speak to us lord we're